to a podcast greater than yourself, season four. Do you have an idea for an episode or a question about sobriety, spirituality, 12 steps, or sponsorship? Email us at podcastgreaterthanyourself at gmail.com or contact us on Instagram at podcast underscore greater underscore than underscore yourself or doctor underscore silkworth. All right. Welcome back to a podcast greater than yourself. My name is John Barleycorn. I'm Ted. <laughs> yes, that's something new. Um, and <laughs> joining us this week is our esteemed guest, AA Mythbuster. Hello. Hi, welcome. How are you? Um, well, how are you? I'm doing I'm doing swell. <laughs> thank you guys for having me. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. We're I assume, I don't know, maybe Ted's not. Maybe Ted is like a what is the word? Philistine. Um I assume we're both fans of your your meme page. Oh, I'm a big fan of Mythbusters oh, work. No, I remember now when we before we knew who it was behind the page, you and I were kind of sending each mm-hmm. other memes and we were like who is this? So good. Do we know right. this person? We have to know them. <laughs> we instituted an investigation and then <laughs> we really uh, did. I think John met you and then he was being really fucking cagey about who you were for a while and I was like was I? you didn't want to tell him. Yeah, oh yeah. I think it was like a power thing though. I don't think it was real. <laughs> <laughs> it was like awesome. me. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> no, big big fan. I think they're very funny. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you. Right, and um, you definitely have the Agent X seal of approval. She sounded like she was going to explode with enthusiasm about how funny you were on her show. <laughs> I know it was a lot of pressure (laughs) (laughs) she's like no pressure she's like i'm in love with you yeah (laughs) Yeah, exactly (laughs) i know right off the top first 10 minutes it's all just going to be be me spiritually making out with you that's all it is it's just Uh you're the greatest person i've ever heard of (laughs) like you're a legend in the field thank you so much i'm honored yeah so one nice thing about Agent X is you always know exactly where you stand <laughs> with her. There's not like a lot of ambiguity. True. Uh uh-uh. uh. True. No, immediately, yeah. She. Right. I'm. Uh, my position with her is, um. Occasionally, I will get a text message demanding baby pictures. <laughs> that's that's where we've been for a few months. What flavor are you are you drinking there, Ted? All I've left is lime. Okay. I've got this bad boy here, mango. <clears throat> mango I LaCroix. Um, I bring this up specifically because right off the top, I need I need the audience to know that AA Mythbuster is anti-sparkling water. I didn't know that. Oh, vehement. I was hoping that wasn't going to come up. <laughs> <laughs> 
See, I'm going to do the opposite approach of Agent X. I'm just going to bring all the dirty laundry to bear, like right <laughs> off the top. It's, it's all going to be all the skeletons coming out of the closet immediately. Wait, Buster, what do you drink? Water, coffee, I don't know. <laughs> just poor person water? That's what we call it in my house. That's it. Just like great value or like walmart water that's it i've tried to like sparkling water i just can't it just tastes like shit to me it i mean in fairness it doesn't taste good um it's true see i disagree <laughs> i disagree completely i've loved sparkling water since i was literally a little kid i remember being like a little kid in austin and mm, my strange my dad's friends like making fun of me because i was i was like eight drinking perrier <laughs> <laughs> They're, they're just, little man. Yeah, they're literally like, look at this little yuppie. <laughs> it was in the 80s when yuppies were a thing. Um, but I love it. And I have one of those like soda stream things at home. Um, but it's constantly running out of the tanks because I just like, it says on the instructions like pump it three times for carbonation. I'm like, I need 17 pumps. Okay. Like I want it. <laughs> I want it to be like sulfuric acid, like rotting my insides when I drink it. Literally, I want it to be I like got- I like I had a, a an accident at Yellowstone Park and some like <laughs> caustic acidic geyser is like flooding through my body. Very specific. <laughs> it's a I, really specific got- kink. Don't kink shame me, okay? <laughs> I got a soda stream. I asked for one for something, and I think it was partially because I was always seeing you really enjoying yours, I guess, John. And I can't, I've tried like three, four times to find the correct ratio of stuff. And I couldn't, I've never found it and I've just given up. And so now my impression of SodaStream is that it's trash and that it's not worth doing. And that I will just bankrupt my family on. (laughs) On $16 tanks from Target. (laughs) Is it, is it too much or too little that you're getting? I've I've been all over the place. I've yet to find the gold, the Goldilocks situation, and I'm I'm not very patient, so I only tried. It. I mean, to be fair, I haven't tried it in what over a year. Um, I just got frustrated. Yeah, I mean, mine stays in a perpetual state of lack of use, just because I run out of the tanks, and then I'm like, I'm not fucking buying a tank, and then I just do that for like five months, and then I finally I buy one. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, cool, and then a week later, it's gone. And I think it's like probably supposed to last a couple months. Probably not for me. No, <laughs> I just blast through them. And then like I, I blast through 12 packs of LaCroix and like, I mean a 12 pack of LaCroix. Give me a break, dude. It's like three days. Max, <laughs> max. Do you have a flavor that you recommend? Maybe I'm not trying the right flavor. No, it's more about a mouthfeel for me. The flavors are almost irrelevant. Mm. I like the bubbles. Okay. Hmm. I just, I got, this has to be sort of like, um, trying for you to, to just listen to (laughs) wax poetic and just like, just drink water. This is, uh, (laughs) this is the kind of content people are coming to season four to get specifically though. So in season three, we changed our opening to be like, to include, you know, with the, the help of my wife's English robot voice, um, to include, you know, if you have episode ideas, send them in, right? And we've been flooded. I don't, I don't know, maybe a couple <laughs> dozen max, but 
you know, <laughs> people have sent us some ideas. Um, and I think uh, overwhelmingly, people really just want to hear us uh, talk about sparkling water. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not true. Which brings us to our topic of the day. Perfect, perfect segue into this. Zoom meetings. I guess maybe it should be Zoom meetings at all, which is sort of a nerdy, clumsy title for a podcast, right? Like, you know, because I meet with people on Zoom, but I also meet with people on... I've got some somebody I'm sponsoring now sends me some kind of Google thing invites i don't know oh you mean zoom and all the duo zoom adjacent platforms yeah i think yeah Mm -hmm. i think everybody knows that we're talking about a specific type of thing when we say zoom meetings if you don't meet on zoom then fuck you (laughs) (laughs) if your sponsor only knows you through zoom you might be a covid whatever what is it what are they called? Baby. Yeah, COVID baby. I started saying COVID, COVID baby. baby, but that felt weird. <laughs> <laughs> that felt like a totally different thing. You um, have an actual COVID baby. Yeah, we both have COVID babies, right? Yeah, we do. Or pan- yep. Pandy. What would be the Pandemic. Pan- <laughs> I, was, I was trying for the alliteration, but I can't think of a, a P word that means toddler. Uh... Pandy PDs, pediatric. It's a stretch. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so I specifically chose this topic for MythBuster. For can I? May I call you Buster? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, please, my Buster is my father. <laughs> um, my friends. Do. <laughs> so I chose this specifically for you because. I feel like, you know, there's some people um, over the last couple of years, I've definitely met, I've known plenty and plenty, 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 plenty of people who have had varied reactions to this whole like virtual meeting thing. Um, and my memory might be wrong about this, but I feel like when we met, you weren't really doing virtual meetings. And then... Mm-mm now you're somebody who's like very much seen the benefit and the use of them and like you do them very often so I think it would be really cool to hear about your relationship with them and then your introduction to them and like what that's looked like your evolution with that yeah I mean um so when the pandemic happened like my I have two local meetings that I go to and we went virtual um but we only did that for like two months Um, so I really had no, um, and we did like a few zoom meetings, um, here and there. And I, I remember thinking like, oh, when the pandemic's over, I'm going to do this all the time. Like, this is so cool. And then, um, we went back to like in-person meetings and I never really did it again. Um, and then started the meme page. Um, and then like, I think you invited me to rhinos. Um, and then, Mrs. Jones invited me to different meetings. Um, so I went, you know, with her and, um, like the main thing is like here, um, I'm in such a small area that there isn't a lot of, uh, like new people. Um, like there isn't a big influx of new women or people to sponsor. And, 
Um, so I was sponsoring some people, but, um, I saw like the benefit of like their, like I would go to meetings and some of them are shit and there's no solution there. And, um, you know, I really saw that there was, uh, you know, a need for like that I could sponsor people online. Um, so I just started doing that and, um, it's the same thing. Like it, it really is the same thing as in person. Honestly, for me, I feel like it's even better. Um, like it's a lot more flexible, um, like sponsoring people in person and stuff is kind of like, it can be a lot. Um, but like doing it through zoom seems to be like, I could sponsor a lot more people that way. Um, it's harder to get robbed over zoom. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. This uh, Nigerian prince really fleeced me last month. Wait, that was just through email. <laughs> yeah, I like it's funny when you say that. Immediately, what I think is, and this might not even be along the lines. I mean, it's kind of related to what you're saying, but like, I sponsor someone in Spain. I sponsor someone in every time zone in the continental U.S., Canada. Uh, I've worked with people in Australia, New Zealand, Ireland. Like, it's it's ridiculous. Um, the idea of just considering how many different people I've connected with through Zoom who um so so back when all this stuff started and I had an in-person home group and we started meeting on Zoom there was a faction of those people who were like vehemently not interested in Zoom, right? And I think I've heard that echoed by like pretty much every recovered person I've talked to about Zoom. Um, For me, I kind of wanted to do this episode because Zoom meetings, virtual meetings, it's not really something that I think about at all. It's definitely not something I've ever had a conversation about, you know. I've never really been like, oh, let's uh, discuss the virtues or downsides of Zoom meetings, you know. So like it's interesting to me having again like seen you kind of evolve into someone who's like very effective and active with zoom meetings um it's interesting to hear other people's perspectives on it because it isn't something i talk about because it's so utilitarian it's so like uh i'm gonna hop on and i'm gonna meet with all these recovered people from all over the planet and we're gonna talk about the book and how we apply it to our lives and we're gonna do that once a week and that's great and then you know, somebody asked me to talk at this like newcomer thing a few Sundays ago and I show up and there's 200 people from who at wherever and I'm getting like texted before I'm done talking by these by like new people. People are sending me WhatsApp or emails and I'm just like, why would I not want to do this? You know what I mean? Um, but I think the initial wave of uh, like, I'm not going to count the whole um Ooga booga, technology scary, me no understand. Like, I'm not going to count that stuff. Um, Because that's like, some people have a harder time with that, and I get that. What I'm thinking of is the initial wave of people having a backlash to the virtual meeting being like, um, there are people in our local community who need us. Like that, right? Um, And saying like, we're not serving our community if our focus is on you know the global community that's on zoom or whatever and that was kind of i think the first wave of kind of like hesitancy with continuing on zoom that i encountered 
I never heard that. That's like a very insightful and nuanced take. The only take right. I've ever heard about Zoom is like, can't hold hands. There's no, there's no, there's no cookies on Zoom. Like that's the only. I don't remember. That's. I sort of felt bad that I was. Uh, yeah. You gotta give me a second uh, you know, to recover from that. I've, I'm like, I'm not sure that I'm familiar enough with the good faith anti-zoom arguments like you need a you need a some both sidesism here and i feel like between buster and i we're both gonna be like yeah no zoom meetings are cool i don't know why you would like you need, you need somebody on here who can stand for stand for the anti-zoom crowd because i honestly thought that it was just like um i've heard a lot of people say like it's not the same and that's all they'll say it's like very it's vague just, yeah it's just not the same and i'm like <laughs> In that it doesn't take me an extra 45 minutes to not get any new sponsees <laughs> and to f- <laughs> in that way it's not the same or like it's not the same in that i manage to see new people i don't just see the same 11 dudes every thursday like in what way is it not the same and it, right. I, I don't understand it it probably is better i mean honestly the zoom thing i like i said i have two meetings that i go to in person and like honestly the saturday night one that i go to almost at times i'm like why do i even come here you know what i mean because it's like i mean i have local sponsees that go and i see them there and i mean it's like a fellowship thing but it really is like i'm uh more so like i could be more useful probably on a zoom meeting on a saturday night than to go there um, but I think one thing too, I want to say is like, and it's it, almost embarrassing for me to say this is like, um, I've been, I'm, you know, a recovered like big book person, but I would say up until like a year ago, um, like I was suggesting people do 90 and 90, you know, mm-hmm. um, but also like doing the big book. And that was like the only thing that I did that was like weird that wasn't in the book, but still it's like, um, I was telling people to do that and I was telling them that zoom meetings didn't count. You know what I mean? So that's just like, so like, and now I see, especially because like I disagree with it and it's just, that's the way I was sponsored. So I didn't know, um, you know, we did big book and we did 90 and 90 and, um, but I just see such the, like, like how, um, detrimental that could be. Um, because like, someone had said at one point, like, well, if I go to the Sunday night meeting here, uh, there's three guys there and they have no sobriety. Like why, why is that better? Because it's in person than going to a zoom meeting. Like, and I was wrong for that, for like insisting that they go in person. Um, but that was just like what I was shown. So I didn't know, you know, um, but zoom does count. I mean, zoom is better honestly than most of the local meetings we have here. Yeah, I um <clears throat> to to the point of the idea of a good faith take, like anti Zoom take, I think that I don't know how good faith that take I brought up was. Um there were a couple people early on and I so I wanna say like probably June or July of two thousand twenty, uh, mm-hmm. where that was the take. Um like three months in yeah but my uh, the vibe i got at the time well not even vibe these were people who like just didn't really like zoom to begin with like right they were they were of the crowd of like this isn't the same um but the take evolved into 
what does sound on its surface like a good faith take of, you know, we need to serve our local community and we need to be focused on that. Um, yeah. And I do think that that is, again, if, if, if that's a sincere motive, if that's really the motive, I think that that is a, that's a, that's a good motive. I think that yeah. it's also a good point that before they said that I hadn't really considered, which kind of speaks to two things. Like one, um, you know, not really being necessarily spiritually awake to like, uh, the importance of that, right. The fact that there is a local community that we could be serving, but two, um, hundreds of thousands of people were, were getting really sick and dying at that time. <laughs> and I work in the medical industry and it was like, for what I was doing at that time, um, it was hundred percent not slowing down. So like for me, I was like, cool, go serve the community. I will be on zoom doing this stuff. Like this is what I'll be doing. I'm not, I'm not going to put my family at risk to, um, you know, to serve the local community. I'm already serving people, you know, um, had zoom be a, been a situation where I didn't see opportunities to be of service to people constantly, right. that would be a different thing. You know, are you staying in sober living and sick and tired of having to keep an eye on your personal belongings? Are you tired of having to look over your shoulder at your shifty housemates and roommates? Introducing the all-new Sober Living Safe. The all-new Sober Living Safe allows you to keep all of your personal belongings in a very safe place. You can keep cash, expensive jewelry, court papers and documents, ID, credit cards, you name it. Your valuables are safe in the Sober Living Safe. Here's how it works. Sober Living Safe is a book called Alcoholics Anonymous. Here you can keep everything safely inside. No one in your sober living will come near it. The all new Sober Living Safe, available online at most central offices and most public libraries. You were gonna say something about your honeymoon, but then we had an audio issue and we got sidetracked and now you don't remember. Was it gonna be about the uh, liquor covered <laughs> pastry? No. Uh, You're relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> I told my mom and uh, stepdad about that last night and showed them the photo and they, they didn't they didn't it didn't translate to them how funny that was right yeah. at all no it's it is funny it's uh that's one of those things people just don't really get it <laughs> just no. like oh okay big deal wow why are you making that face right <laughs> meanwhile it's like a great photo series those two photos like i, I literally thought, was I, just looking at them yesterday i was like i looked at them yesterday too that's great um, so go ahead. The, the honeymoon thing. So I just spent two weeks. Um, I didn't go to a meeting for two weeks and we talked about like, um, is this why you drank a liquor covered pastry? <laughs> yeah. You, you didn't, nobody held you I accountable. Mean, I wasn't <laughs> feeling a part of, I had never <laughs> felt a part of <laughs> my no, whole I life. Am. I never felt a part of. Yeah, until uh, I think it was in Luca. Until I've tasted that sweet, sweet pastry. Um, no, I mean, I think you'd mentioned earlier, John, that we don't. It's probably not the case that 
Mythbuster and I and you are are going to AA meetings because we like we feel like we need to go. Yeah. But then there's also sort of like that internalized like mm-hmm. uh, AA thing where like maybe you should um, having not going to any for two weeks straight. Like I don't feel like I go to a lot of meetings, like two or three a week, maybe. Um, but not going for two weeks was strange, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it was just weird um, to not sort of, it's like the ritual of saying the serenity prayer and seeing people and trying to be helpful. Um, and I did feel like um, I could have been more useful to people at different times throughout those two weeks. Mm-hmm. And like, perhaps I would have had a better head on my shoulders if I had um, done more in service to other people during those two weeks. But uh, I don't feel like I was like squirrely or on shaky ground. I don't feel like there was like an existential threat that I didn't go to a Zoom meeting. I didn't, and I didn't, I didn't miss them honestly either. Um, right. I just like a weird kind of guilt, like I should go. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, you can totally take two weeks off. Is what I'm saying. Go out, everyone that's listening. Don't don't go to AM meeting for two weeks, and then if you relapse, it's not my fault. <laughs> I co-signed that. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you're in your first two weeks of a ninety ninety, just take those first two weeks off. <laughs> just first two weeks of your sobriety period. Yeah. Don't talk to anybody. <laughs> yeah, isolate. Drink Lacroix. <laughs> yeah, I hear if you uh, mix a little apple cider vinegar in with your Lacroix, kind of. Mm kind of gives a similar sensation to drinking alcohol without the buzz which is what you what we're all looking for <laughs> we all want to feel that <laughs> but uh, early in sobriety my wife came home uh with some zero alcohol mouthwash um because i guess the one that we had had was like you know apparently Mouthwash is like twenty percent alcohol. Yeah, it's just like it's what a lot, the yeah. hell? Um, uh, which I could see myself. I mean, I used to drink it as a kid because I, I didn't know why, but I was like, "Ooh, naughty, naughty, spicy really? drink." Yeah, I mean, I I oh didn't I didn't put it in my fucking thermos and go to school and sip on it all day. But I mean, I would like do little mouthwash cup shots of mouthwash. Really? Yeah. Well, that was your alcoholism. <laughs> yeah. Well, she comes home and she was like, oh, yeah, hey, I picked this up, Target. And I was like, oh, cool. I was like, all right. And I was just kind of like, I don't know, me and Ted talked about something this, like this earlier this week. Kind of just like, yeah, yeah, I don't, I'll look at it. You know, I'm just like, I, I'm hesitant as to what I put in my body, like weird fucking chemicals and shit. I just like, not worth it to me to like set off some weird thing in my brain. Because I've, I've been addicted to like... <laughs> All kinds of ridiculous shit. I've experienced the phenomenon of craving with like 20 things, you know? Um, but the uh, a day or two later, I I used it and she, she came home and I was just like, I was like, you're right. This, this uh, mouthwash doesn't have any alcohol in it at all. Like I, I could drink like half a bottle and I don't get buzzed like at all. <laughs> I feel so lame for having set that joke up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I uh, I got like a small bottle of Listerine while I was gone, and 
it, like transitioning to having mouthwash with alcohol in it i took like i gar- you know i used it one time and i was like oh my god this is like really strong i'm like i can't believe that this is just like allowed it tastes like this is just allowed it's like it's very very sweet one and two it's like you put it in your mouth and you're just like this is full of alcohol <laughs> it is wild yeah my grandma uses one called dr tishner's and it's like you could strip oh, yes. fucking paint off a barn with that shit dude it's like <laughs> what is this good for your mouth yeah exactly you just do a quick rinse and then it's like i can't breathe in for seven hours after this or i'm gonna be like <laughs> coughing a lung up you know so generally like i will share obviously but sometimes i found like there's a few uh zoomings that i go to that are very heavy with like new people and beginners and you can get on their like sponsorship list so i've been like in the past like week or so i've gotten so many messages from people that like i don't the one meeting the beginners meeting i go to sometimes um but i've only been there a few times and i get you know, leads from them all the time, like texts from people asking about sponsorship. And, um, but I just think, um, yeah. So like I share usually, and then I'll, you know, put my number and say like, um, or if there's somebody there, like you said, that's super miserable. Um, like I'll direct message them and say, you know, do you have a sponsor or, and then like another thing of the internet, um, that I found is like, and this could be a whole maybe a podcast episode of of like facebook groups like a facebook groups (laughs) um like i've i feel like i'm can be useful there too i try to find people on there um you know in the same way i would on a zoom meeting but um i mean some of the zoom meetings are like like me and mrs jones went to one and it was like a step one meeting and um like we both kind of shared about how we're like no longer powerless over alcohol. And then like the rest of the meeting was just people like counter sharing about like, how you never, like, as soon as I start to think I'm not powerless anymore, I'm going to die. And like all this stuff, just like a bunch of shit that doesn't coincide with the book. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think like I, I definitely, and I've told people, um, that I sponsored, like I, I made amends to them, you know, over the last year about like how I was wrong, um, for, for telling them that zoom didn't count and, um, that it does count. And it it may even be better than going to the Saturday night meeting here in town because, um, there isn't always a lot of opportunity to be helpful there. And that's the main reason why we go to meetings is to be helpful. So what did that look like? making amends well i mean for me like initially when i realized that i needed to do that it was embarrassing um because i feel like you know i i like shouldn't have i just think like the simplicity of like the big book um you know directions and, and they were receptive of it but like like i said just me being sponsored in a way of like you are going to go through the book, but you're also going to do the, the shit that's not in the book. Um, I found it like way more effective that I dropped the other stuff and I'm just taking people through the book. Like people are actually staying sober and recovering because I'm not like, uh, asking all this weird shit of them, you know, like that they can't live up to, or like, you know, some of them have kids and jobs and they're like, I can't get to an in-person meeting every day. And to me, it's just like a power thing. And I think like, and 
like the people that I was sponsored by, it was just like a show me your willingness. You know what I mean? Like show me how willing you are and how much you want this. Um, none of that matters, you know? So yeah, it was, it was good. Yeah. I think that the, I, what I was meaning to say earlier about 90 and 90 is like, if somebody's doing the steps, go to 90 meetings in 90 days. If you can do that, that's cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. So long as it doesn't come between you and the work, like I, I, that, I don't care. You know, um, mm-hmm. I think you're way more likely to hear a whole bunch of confusing shit. That's mm-hmm. going to like confuse the shit out of you. But, um, to present that as part of the program is a huge mistake for a number of reasons not the least of which is that like when i got sober i had a fucking full-time job and a partner who wanted to go dog shopping like i'm just like i I have a fucking life dude you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. and if sitting in a meeting was the program that should be my priority it's 100 percent not the program it's not even a requirement of the program so making that my focus when I only have a certain amount of time in my day or my week or whatever, or my fucking 90 days, um, <laughs> it's literally keeping me from recovery because I'm not for that spare hour I'm taking out of my day. I'm not writing a four step or I'm not making amends, right? I'm not doing the program. I'm just sitting in a meeting, you know? Well, and, and I think people, my main beef is I think people implicitly, I, I don't think anyone actually says this out loud, but they're like, this is more important. This is harder. It is more, it is like, because it's more work to physically go to another AA meeting. It's like, this is more important than the other things that I'm doing. This is harder than the other things that I'm doing. The e- This is the opposite of the easier, softer way. And then they, right. and they're like, well, I went to a meeting today, so... I don't have to work on my fourth step. That's the opposite of correct. Right. Because it's presented as this like, well, I'm, uh, I'm leveling my ego. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. humbling myself by going to a meeting and admi- and asking for help or. And monologuing about my recent <laughs> escapades <laughs> for attention. <laughs> as we all this should. Is, this is where I get 90% of my snack foods and caffeine. <laughs> Right. And nicotine. It's very hard for me to have to come here. <laughs> this is a huge sacrifice for me. <laughs> I where, could be a, literally a room where no matter what trauma dump, like <laughs> unhelpful, unhealthy, tragic bullcrap I lay on you, you're gonna tell me you're you're with family, you're in the right place. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. <laughs> You can't kick me out of here. (laughs) You can't make me leave. Exactly. This is helping me. This is good for me. (laughs) Listen, I could be, I could be in the room that I share with four other dudes right now without any air conditioning, watching YouTube on my phone, or I could be here in this AA meeting. Like, this is a huge sacrifice for me. (laughs) I could be, yeah. Exactly. The, the specificity of what you just said is only trumped by the accuracy of what you just said. (laughs) (laughs) That is, 
Have you, like, how many have you done fourth steps with with people who are like in one of those situations and they're just like on the oh, phone yeah. and there's like other people in their shared room in the room? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like the reality is, if you weren't in this AA meeting, Glenn, who runs your house, would be making you mow the yard. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you're <laughs> you're only at this at this meeting to avoid the chores that you right. <laughs> agreed that you had to do. No, it's like I'm saying, you know, I'm I'm working my program. You know, it's like I'm saying, I'm doing the deal. Willingness. That's doing the, the deal. Will <laughs> willingness. Willingness. <laughs> okay. Are you feeling underwhelmed by the average Zoom meeting? Uh, yeah. Do you find yourself zoning out while the same motley cast of weirdos ramble on at your virtual homeroom meeting? Oh, for sure. Have you ever wished you could tailor your online meetings to suit whatever mood you're in? Um, only like a hundred percent of the time. Introducing the virtual reality AA meeting from a podcast greater than yourself. Okay, I'm listening. How it works. Through proprietary technology, a podcast greater than yourself is now able to bring you the fellowship you crave at the touch of a button. Go on. Your monthly subscription includes Dolby Digital Surround Sound Noise Canceling Bluetooth Earbuds. Oh my god, it's crystal clear. Okay, everyone. Uh, everyone, please, if you'll uh, quiet down. I, I feel like um, I we're can going hear to get started everything. now. Uh, okay, my name is Marty, and um, I do suffer from a substance use disorder. Ultra high def 4K virtual reality headset. I can see every pore on Marty's this face. Is the regular Tuesday night meeting of the happy, joyous, and free. Progress, not perfection. Serenity, one day at a time. All things to all people group of Alcoholics Anonymous. Two top of the line ultra intuitive touch controllers. Okay, this is scary. I can legit feel a styrofoam cup of coffee in my hand. What else could this package possibly include? Access to our entire library of virtual reality meetings, including your own personal customizable lobby. Customizable? Marty's in trouble. A box of assorted sobriety coins. Love it. An AA-approved pamphlet called Sobriety for the Incredibly Lonely. Uh, I've already read that one. Good evening. My name is Randall Matthews, and I am a real, chronic, hopeless, recovered alcoholic. I introduce myself as a recovered alcoholic because our basic text... Never sit through a rambling old-timer again. Okay, here goes nothing. So on page 90, my name is Randall Matthews. And I am a real, chronic, hopeless, recovered alcoholic, and I am available for sponsorship. Thank <laughs> oh you. my god, it worked. He ended his share. Never wait your turn to be called on to share. Thank you for sharing your comments, Teddy. Um, who would like to go next? Teddy, would you like to share? Um, sure, I'd, I'd love to share. Um, my name is Teddy. I'm a grateful, recovering alcoholic and an addict. Never shake another sick and suffering person's hand ever again. Honestly, don't need your little VR headset for that, but okay. With your customizable lobby, you can literally create the fellowship you crave. 
So all in all, it was a good first date. I'd say I ended up doing some work on my seventh step by admitting to the waiter at the Chinese restaurant that I didn't need chopsticks and would happily use a fork. <laughs> oh, <Jenny>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, family. Thanks for letting me share. Okay, well, thank you for sharing, Teddy. Um, who would like to share next? Um, maybe Teddy, would you like to share? Oh, yeah, me, share? Sure, I'd love to share. My name's Teddy and I'm a grateful recovering alcoholic and an addict. The Virtual Reality AA Meeting from a podcast greater than yourself. Order yours today at this is just a joke dot html forward slash no this product does not exist but i bet you wish it did dot com it's it definitely for me it was like i don't have any choice but to go to zoom meetings because i do not want to die in an in-person meeting and that was like i legit and what rightly or wrongly like people can disagree whatever like that was the way i felt about covid and zoom and aa for like a year so there was like there was like one chunk for me personally, like one year of time where I was like, ah, fuck you, I have to go to an AA Zoom, Zoom meeting. Like I don't have a choice, right? right? That's what I'm going to do. But then it did transition into like, well, I'm tired of seeing just Steve and Dale yeah. <laughs> at the at the Thursday. Like I'm I like, yeah, and granted I hadn't even been there in a year, but I was like, then you start, <laughs> you're like, well, fuck those in person meetings. Like I don't want to leave my <laughs> I don't want to leave my house. Right. And then it became a whole other thing where I'm like, okay, am I, am I being, am I being the op, the, the ex- equal opposite force of the person who's like zoom meetings aren't the same. Like, am I that guy now about in-person meetings? Right. And then like, I dip my toe back to in-person meetings and I'm like, well, this sucks. There's no, how come there's not 14 people <laughs> asking me to sponsor them right now? Right. Like, and how come I have to drive here? Then I got to linger afterwards with people fuck that and then that has now and i'm now i'm sort of in the middle of those two things where it's like i like what you said busty about like i do go there are some meetings that i go to in person where it's like i'm going because um it's maybe a little bit more fellowshipy like i have a relationship with these people i care a lot about them i like to see them and hopefully i'll have an opportunity to be helpful to them or somebody new at the meeting but maybe it's not maybe I'm not going um, for 100% the same reasons as the zoom meeting with 300 newcomers. Like you cannot beat that for efficiency. <laughs> right. There's there's, you're never going to beat that. That's the place that you should be. Um, so it's just different. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's part of that. That's like the, I, I needed a new tripod and I went on Amazon and it was at my house the next day. It's just like, Okay, it was a good price, and it got here immediately. I didn't have to do anything. And there is some of that with Zoom where it's just like when I am doing a nightly review and I'm like, huh, mm, could have been more helpful to others today. Okay, I think tomorrow maybe I'll I'll hop on a Zoom. It's just It's just like an instant like, let me go carry the message to, you know, 50 people who are not hearing the message in this meeting. Um, mm-hmm. But then that also brings, when you're talking and with that in mind, it brings another thing up where it's like, you talk about being the, 
the yin to the yang of that guy. Um, mm-hmm. There's also the phenomenon that I've encountered, which I would guess you guys have, with the virtual space where it's like, um, okay, back to the noon hope, faith, and courage meeting where Samantha J is going to monologue and it's going to be 10 minutes of literally slogans and it's not going to sound like a person talking. It's just going to sound like someone going, Mm -hmm. and one day at a time, I just for today, I halt and I eat one thing at a time and sometimes a minute at a time. You know, and it's just like, I'm going to hear that and then I'm going to hear a bunch of newcomers who are like, I'm super desperate and I'm super hopeless, but... I really loved what Samantha J said about one minute at a time. And I'm just like, I just the same fucking thing in a lot of those meetings. And it becomes the same thing of where it's like, do I really want to do that? And then I go back to this, like, okay, let me, let me go look at the local meetings. And then I go to the local meetings and it's the same fucking thing. It's the exact exactly same the same thing. thing. It's literally the same thing. <laughs> I think that they have become very, very much the same thing it literally all you're not doing is holding hands and like drinking whatever i'm not a coffee drinker but i hear aa coffee is uh the best on the planet so (laughs) (laughs) you're missing the amazing coffee i think is really really what's going on when did you change your name bust to myths i did that that when you were talking (laughs) i looked down and i was like what (laughs) When you called her Busty, so that's me now. Yeah, oh, I busty. probably shouldn't have said Busty. Should I? That's I didn't weird. even hear. Uh, I didn't hit Busty. Didn't even hear like that until I heard it right now when I said it. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Shit. We can edit that out. Uh, so okay, there was one meeting, in-person meeting that I've consistently gone. To. Well, let me do a. Yeah, I'm gonna stand. I'm gonna stand by this comment. One in-person meeting. It was the Friday night. Um, in-person one back um where in the city we lived in in 2019 the campus uh, one the campus one right. yeah where that that was a legitimate i wish so badly i could go to that meeting yeah and i didn't appreciate it at all right so the the setup of the meeting was they were like in my mind's eye there were like a hundred people there and it was mostly new people and they would split up after the you all started in one room and then they were like there was a step one meeting in the basement of this church where like 80 of those people would go and they would sit in a circle and talk about acceptance or whatever. And then there was like, mm-hmm. for the people who like the old timers, like the people who weren't, who were, who weren't interested in that anymore could stay upstairs and they would talk about a step a week. So there was like 15 or 20 people ostensibly talking about working the steps upstairs. And we would always go to the basement with all the new people. And it was like, it was just as cringe and awful as it sounds like it would be like in the basement of that church is right. the same 80 people over and over and over again a lot of whom were relapsing and coming back and then presenting it as wisdom i mean it was awful it was very cringe <laughs> yes truly really bad but i don't think you appreciate it like never since then you know i live in a different city now with less people certainly and less young people but if i could go even to the virtual equivalent of that meeting that was on friday nights I don't think I'm ever going to find as sweet a gig. It was just, it was excellent. And, and, and if, if, if you gave me the choice, if I could choose between going to that meeting, physically going or an AA zoom meeting, I would probably pick go to that meeting because there's just something about there being 80 sad, 
students who cannot keep themselves sober and they're all congregating mm-hmm. in the same spot. It's really hard to beat. True. That's probably, that is probably like God tier. That's the best. I would do that again. But short of that, <laughs> I'm, I'm going back to the zooms. Right. There's one like that here. <clears throat> well, it's kind of like that, but it's like, it, it's all still in one room and it's a newcomer meeting. There's a few downsides. One it's at like Sunday at like two thirty in the afternoon or something. Um, yeah. And the other thing is that, so they have all the like new people share first, which is only uh, a format that I had encountered on Zoom before. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like one of those weird newcomer Zoom meetings, but they just have everyone in the room go around and I guess like share their wisdom or like that's what they do. I think they're like, tell us where you're at or whatever. Um, but yeah, they all end up just like, you know, it's like, uh, it's like I'm saying, I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm putting in the work, I'm working a program, you know, it's like I'm saying, you know, acceptance, <laughs> and they just like do that. And then, and then, uh, the next guy does the same fucking thing. You know, it's like my friend here, uh, Jeremy was saying, I'm doing the work. Um, Sounds like those guys are really participating in their recovery. <laughs> you guys can't see me. <laughs> hitting my fist into my hand as I'm doing the anyway. Um, and then like immediately when that finishes, it's like, my name's Bob Gerald and I'm a grateful recovering alcoholic, uh, sober, but for the grace of God since Mm -hmm. uh, December 7th of 1985 recovering one day at a time. It's just like, shut. And he does this whole like Oscar intro, you know, like I would like to thank the Academy. Um, and then he basically says exactly what Jeremy just said in his share. Uh, but 30 years later. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it is very much. It never gets better. Yes. It's the same. And I think, I think the, uh, the key bump sensation of the format of the meeting you're talking about that friday night meeting it's you you can't really find it because that's what it was it was like you could just go and it's like you know every single week there's gonna be a living person in that room who sounds really miserable who i can just walk right up to after the meeting and be like hey jeremy great share (laughs) somebody named jeremy's gonna be so pissed off listening to this the thing that's wild about that meeting too that i'm thinking about is and it's sad but um multiple people since since we've all moved from there have died from that oh, yeah. meeting 20 year olds or 20 and 30 somethings yeah multiple people have died um and it's like <laughs> fuck it's it's just rough and i don't think they're even yeah. meeting anymore in person i don't think they i think they disbanded entirely like talk about people who need some help. Right. That's a, there was, there was one dude who <clears throat> was like the, he, he's like one of the main dudes I think of when somebody is like, there's no real alcoholics anymore. No pure alcoholics, blah, blah. Everyone's on fentanyl or whatever. It was like, I wasn't on fentanyl <laughs> and I was an opioid yeah. addict. <laughs> it was like, I don't, all these, all these like clueless old fucks who think that like fentanyl's in like diet Coke or whatever. Um, but like this this kid was 
I say kid, I mean, he was like maybe 28 or something. He died from alcoholism. He drank himself mm-hmm. to death. Um, you know, good friend of ours sponsored the guy. And it's just like, you're just watching him week after week in this like echo chamber of people like patting each other on the back about how, you know, whatever weird t- misconception about the program they have. And then it's just the like, thing that, okay. They're like, um, I think it's progress because this time I only went back out for three days. Before. Right. That was the thing that I heard a lot was like, you know, I relapsed for the 14th time in 15 weeks, but this one I was back in one day. And so I'm optimistic about that. And then the whole meeting is like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so brave. Welcome back. Glad you're here. Yeah. You're in the right they place. They loved that guy yes. until he could love mm-hmm. himself. <laughs> They're in the right place. I don't know. Maybe the right place would be detox at this point. Like, I don't, I have no idea if you're in the right place. Right. Um, one thing that, you said Busta Myths earlier <laughs> about uh, you mentioned something about the the idea of Zoom meetings don't count. Um, and I think that's kind of like immediately where I go when I think of this topic because I I have encountered people who say some really ridiculous things about virtual meetings. Um mm-hmm. And I don't know like what metric any given person wants to use as to whether a meeting is a real meeting or not. Um, you know, what is it? The forward to the fourth edition where they talk about what a meeting is. Is it in the fourth, right? Mm-hmm. Where any two alcoholics meet or whatever. So I don't know if we're going to use something in the book. There you go. There's that. I don't probably the first and only time I've ever referenced the forward to the fourth edition on this show. Um, <laughs> But if we're going to use the literature to define what a meeting is, there you go. That's a meeting, right? Um, but what I think immediately is what, I mean, what an asinine statement, but what, like, it, the the ableism behind that statement blows me away because immediately what I think of is, like, somebody with, like, quadriplegia <laughs> who, like, can't leave their home uh, certainly mm-hmm. during the early stages of the pandemic, people who have severely compromised immune systems and like can't leave home, like you're, you're going to tell these people they're not going to a real AA meeting, but yeah. like at the core of that is, is this idea that like you need to be going to real AA meetings, you know what I mean? Which is like, I know you guys well enough to know that you, you know, we, we all, like to do black rhinos and that's you know bring something to our recovery but in addition to that we're all going fishing in like newcomer meetings all mm-hmm. the time um but i don't think any of us feel like we need real aa meetings or right like mm-hmm. my my sobriety no. is not dependent on aa meetings you mean when you say real AA meeting, you mean any AA meetings? Like- yeah, just the. I think that the 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 core fallacy behind those aren't <clears throat> real AA meetings is the implication that in order to stay recovered and sober, I need to go to meetings, and they have mm. to be like yeah. extension of that would be they have to be some kind of specific kind of meeting. Well, Busta, what was your what was your 
rationale on the 90 and 90 no no zoom meetings like what like i don't know i was told like about like being accountable like seeing the same people every week they get to know you i mean it's stupid you know when i think about it um but like like i said i was so much like i was sponsored through the big book but very much so like and we know that those things are in big book circles like Mm -hmm. that the 90 and 90 or um you know do call me every day in addition to going through the steps. So I think like I've done a lot of like deprogramming myself uh, as far as like, that's not necessary. And, um, just like you said that it, it is like, it, it's, I don't go to meetings anymore to get, you know what I mean? Like I don't go to meetings to get something out of it. If I go to my in-person meeting, it's mostly I'm going now because like there's only two recovered women in my town and I'm one of them. Um, so I, I worry, you know, that like if a new girl does come, they're just going to be there with like Daryl with 42 years who has no sobriety. Um, so like, that's mostly why I go in person because I feel a responsibility, um, to be there if a new girl does come. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, aside from that, I don't go to, cause I think I'm going to drink or I need to make the coffee for my home group or, you know what I mean? It's just different now. So I think my rationale was like, just based on, I was told that, you know what I mean? I had no real reason why, like, Mm -hmm. I just was told like, well, you need to, it's about like the 90 and 90 reason they told me was like, like, so people get to know you and they see you coming around and Mm -hmm. like, it doesn't make any sense. It's not, it's stupid. It makes sense if you're, if you're, um, from like a recovering from alcoholism perspective probably doesn't make a ton of sense like it doesn't make a ton of sense to me but if mm-hmm. it but from a um from a like you are a low bottom drunk who has no one in your life and you need to replace mm-hmm. this you need to replace your entire life starting right now then right. yeah that makes perfect sense because then it's like all right we're gonna acclimate you into this new AA family and you know like that actually makes perfect sense just like we got to get you hooked up with people who give a shit whether you live or die and know your name mm-hmm. then yeah 90 and 90 makes perfect sense but yeah i think that otherwise if you're presenting it. it as a as a mode of recovery <laughs> that's that's where the problem is yeah yeah it's like mm-hmm. in addition to sure right. that's um, when you get into like it's like i'm saying you know i'm i'm doing a 90 and 90 <laughs> It's like I'm saying, I'm working a program. <laughs> That's where you get into that shit. It's, it's like, not great. It's like, mm. it's like I'm saying, that's not the program. But <laughs> but like, that's how it's presented. It's presented as a program. Yeah. One thing that you just touched on was deprogramming yourself. Like, it's really funny because, um, I don't know, tons is a generous term, but tons of people contact me through this podcast. Um because they hear the podcast and they're like uh it's usually one of two things it's like yeah it's great to hear somebody talking my language and this and that right or more commonly it's like i've i've never heard anything like this people in my area don't talk like this and i think maybe implicit in that is like what area are you in where everyone is like this you know it's like well there's a reason i'm i'm on a zoom call right now with with uh people in two totally different states than me myself and each other like it's not i can't go to a clubhouse right down the street and like talk like this with those people because the programming that's in place 
even like you said in big book circles is so insidious it's so rampant mm-hmm. and it's so deeply ingrained in us and like so even though i'm this person where like i will i will get you know monthly i will have new people who have who have heard me talking about this stuff in a way where they're like okay that's interesting and it's very specific to a recovered life and like let's let's talk connect whatever um and i am part of a group that meets wednesday nights called black rhinos international (laughs) yes stealing ted's spiel there um i i'm part of that and and being part of that group is that you know we show up and we're recovered and we're learning from each other and hopefully helping other people learn how to you know live in this deal and i am constantly working with new people i constantly have someone in the steps who i'm trying to be useful to um and i'm working on this podcast all the time and you know there's there's a lot of shit going on right even even with all of that being true and all of that being focused on actual aa actual program actual recovered life um i will still be like sometimes a thing will come in my head and be like maybe you should be going to more meetings like just a thing just yeah. comes into my head and it's like For sure. yeah it's just like i don't know where does that come from well probably two decades of of unrecovered people telling me that that's how I should be recovering, right? Come to Black Rhinos is what the main point of my <laughs> challenge is. Come check out the Black Rhinos International Big Book Study. Uh, All right. Wow, that was a little... Aggressive. Did you calm down, Sean? <laughs> All right. Coming at you You're on Sunday sound. morning. Um. Yeah. 12 questions with our guest, uh, MC Busta Myths, AA Mythbuster, <laughs> et al. I'll use et al for the second time in one episode, which is, and now I'm officially employed by NPR, I think. <laughs> one thing I want everyone listening at home to know, and I didn't realize it until started doing this is that john is, is literally be, playing I knew it. This i'm music. like this is gonna be a he's, gonna be a he's playing this music right now <laughs> so the entire time he's i'm looking at him and he's playing the music but yeah. it's the most impressive thing i've ever seen but just keep that in mind right yeah just just so that you know i'm gonna put in like eastbound and down or something on that he's playing this music eastbound and down <laughs> What's so impressive is even now, as he's making that dumb joke, he's playing the music. <laughs> I don't know. Jerry Reed. Dumb. Mm, controversial statement. Okay. Uh, you want to go first or I go first? Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I keep wanting to call you Busta Myths. AA <laughs> Mythbuster, which I think, and now I'm saying Busta, this is a problem. I screwed myself changing your name to that. AA Mythbuster, and we have neglected to really push your Instagram page. Go to Instagram and follow AA Mythbuster. Unless you're a doo-doo cock ahead who doesn't like funny memes. So. If you want to relapse, don't do that. Precisely. Right. A humor relapse. So. Question one. Would you rather 
rid the world of slogan slingers or sober influencers? Sober influencers. <laughs> no hesitation. I love that. It's <laughs> a good answer, yeah. I think e I, I'll be happy with either answer for that question, honestly. How many energy drinks for you is too many energy drinks? For me personally, one. Because, yeah, they just get me all jacked off and it's not good. I mean, I do it if we go out or something. Yeah, one, I would say. One, one is too many for me. I think I'm with you. Thank you. I agree. When you say go out, you mean like to like a YPAA slip and slide banana split eating contest or something? Okay. Yes, like a potluck, an AA potluck, or like Denny's, or yeah, definitely gonna drink an energy for that. I can't imagine anything like less wholesome than showing up to a potluck with like a giant energy drink. It's like that feels like such a scumbag move. You're just there with your like pink and blue bang. It's like, yeah, oh, uh, uh, green bean casserole, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's a hey. mood. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> uh, the, the, for all the listeners, there is a baby involved now. Um, so. <laughs> for, for you personally, which step would you say has been most rewarding? rewarding um the 12th step that is cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> no go on yeah i mean because you know of the 12th step promises you get to see people recover and they help others and yeah it's the most rewarding for sure it's beautiful i actually Pardon. I think when I wrote that question, I was expecting out of the gate people to be like four or nine or something like that, you know, but then the funny thing is, it's just, I was kind of just trying to write another question. I didn't even realize like, there's kind of an obvious answer. <laughs> You're right. I mean, 12, like, is there anything more incredible than like watching somebody recover and then like them go sponsor people and like have questions for you about sp it's like it's like it's like watching your kid uh like i have this thing with my kid where i've never experienced this with anything in my life before but like i have this like physical thing in my body when i see him enjoying something that i'm just like i'm like this is Nobody ever told me about this. What is this? Nope. It's the same thing with sponsorship. You sponsor someone and then you see them change to a point where they're like, they were this total shitbag in their fourth step. And now they're just like, they're like focused on like, okay, well, I know this is kind of nuancy, but like, you know, when you're sponsoring someone and they come to you with, and I'm just like sitting there just like, like grinning from ear to ear about this question they're bringing me which they think is like a stupid question but to me it's like it's like watching my kid eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and it's like he's so zoned in on that and that's his whole world at the moment and it's like beautiful it's 
so cool. Frankie agrees. Frankie agrees. Okay, how, wait. I'm already lost track. How many questions is that for me? Two for me? Two. Okay. So I think I'm up. Uh, Mythbuster, do you have a favorite extracurricular literature or speaker, like non-AA, spiritual or spiritual adjacent uh, stuff that you like to read or listen to? Oh my goodness. Um, well, I mean, like, some like something that relates to what we're doing, like as far as like I don't know, like I have a little meditation book that I read. Um, it's called God Calling. Um, it's not a literature, it's not a like approved or anything. It's just um like, you know, a little reading about God and like a meditation and um I don't know, I'd have to think about about that too like some maybe something i listen to oh there's one that's not spiritual at all it's called um it's like a podcast it's called positive anger and it's just this guy his name's nathan mcintosh and he's just like screaming constantly about like anything you know it's just um yeah so i would say that's something i listen to that's but i find if i listen to that for too many days in a row i get like real like angry maybe like more angry about things than i normally would but it is it's funny i think i do think you guys would like that too um, oh, that sounds fun mm. get, get all riled up for fun yeah exactly ted i have to tell you the the way that you asked that question <laughs> The way that you asked that question, yeah, it reminded me of uh, "In Say Anything," uh, John Cusack's speech about like his career that he wants to do. I know you're you're a fetus and you have no, you've never seen this movie. Um, it, it's like uh, he's like, I don't want to sell anything, buy or process anything as a career. I don't want to sell anything bought or processed. I don't want to process anything sold or, or bought. And I don't want to sell anything that's bought or anything. Does this whole fucking thing. I was like, how, I was like, how detailed are we getting here? Today? I'm broken. I, I have to talk that way. I can't not talk that way. <laughs> I'm going to put the John Cusack speech at the end of the uh, episode here for anyone who wants to hear it. Okay. Um, Better hang, Russell Brand or Holly Whitaker? Say it again. Better hang. The first. Who's a better hang? Oh, oh, oh. Russell Brand. I, yes. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> Is it obvious? Yes, it's obvious. I would not want to hang out with. Yeah, no. Okay. Russell Brand. There's never too many energy drinks for Russell Brand. <laughs> Oh yeah, why why is it obvious? I want to hear why it's obvious. Well, oh, I mean, she's super cringe. I mean, like he is, but <laughs> Wait, that's just <laughs> yeah. he is. Yeah, but she's worse. Okay, uh, no, I mean it's va that's valid. I I fuck I with either that, answer here. I think that Russell Brand has actually had in his lifetime alcoholism or mm. a drug problem, or at least. Experience something yeah. 
similar to what I have. So we have that in common, at least. Something processed or bought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. <clears throat> Bowl, blunt, or bong? Oh my god! What a great question. Bong. Wow. Okay, and articulate why, please, for the group. I don't know. It's just like the the experience of like you know the bubble and the pulling the thing out and then the you know what I mean. I do. I, okay. Uh, uh, Getting a big old follow up. <laughs> <laughs> follow up. <laughs> Traditional bong or gravity bong? Oh. Traditional, right? I mean, a grab bong is very that's a whole thing, Special you know. Occasion, yeah. somebody's is, yeah. in their backyard, right? <laughs> I would have said none of the above, but I respect your decision. I think that would be the way to go. Um, when's the last time you did a 10 step? Um, yesterday, <laughs> the look on Ted's face. <laughs> I thought it was a oh, great sure. question. I love it. It's that. a great question. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah. Yesterday. Yesterday. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's great. No follow-up on that. I want to be respectful. When... Okay. Uh, <laughs> if there was a 14th step, 13th step being something we're not, we've talked about on the show before, if there was a 14th step that everybody in AA seems to do or needs to do to stay sober, what would it be? I mean, the obvious answer is like, oh, something that everybody needs to do that is not true. Like, whatever you think. Yeah, I mean, I would say like gratitude lists, 90 and 90, like all that shit would be the 14th step of. I was thinking, like, start a roofing business. Mmm, <laughs> that's good. Moving company. All your sponsees have to help you move. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, those, those are very good. Y'all are wrong for this one. <clears throat> okay. If your life before recovery were a movie, what would it be called? Hell on Earth. <laughs> okay. Probably. Hell on Earth. I mean, hell on Earth Part Two: Colon Escape from Hell. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty awful. It really was terrible. So, yeah, maybe I should re- rethink that question. <laughs> what is the craziest thing that you've seen on a Zoom meeting? So I don't have a lot of experience. Like, I mean, the past six months or whatever, um, the craziest thing. I mean, bombers and stuff, but like it's from the people in the meeting. Um, there was this one meeting we went to and it was a lady. Um, I don't know. It always comes to mind. She shared. She had like 20 some years and she was speaking and like everything. She kept saying like everything was inventory. Like she was like my husband cheated on me and 
I found him in a hotel with some girl. That's inventory. Like everything she just kept saying. <laughs> everything was inventory. So I don't know. It's not crazy, but it was funny. And just something that came to mind when you just said that. That's great. It's like the the principal in Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. Two more weeks. That's inventory. I got you. Yeah. I saw. She held up. My, she held up her cat, and she was like, "This is inventory." Shut <laughs> like <up>. everything. <laughs> Pretty much everything was inventory. Yeah. I love it. I was I was in a meeting uh, where it was it was like uh, it was on the inner inner group website as a newcomer meeting. And I was just like, oh, I'm just going to pop into this random meeting and do some fishing. And uh, it ended up being where they have like a 10 or 15 minute lead. Actually, no. Okay. So it was like a five, it was supposed to be a five minute first speaker is what it was. And then it was a newcomer meeting after that. But this guy who they asked to talk, right? He was supposed to talk on step one. So what he did was he starts talking and he's and he's sitting there in this you know like whatever room and he pulls out this backpack and he's like no i got this backpack i walk around with every day and this backpack's full of bricks and he starts pulling literal bricks out of this backpack and as he's talking he's like building a wall like this that's like covering him <laughs> of bricks there's probably like 20 bricks in this bag right it was it wasn't a backpack it was like a big double bag and he's just building this wall so that he can do this very easily explainable analogy of having a backpack full of bricks. And his whole point by the end of it was that, and he went for like 15 minutes, which is why I was thinking it was 15 minutes. The whole point was like, now I just have a backpack with a few bricks in it. I don't, I no longer have a duffel bag full of bricks. Like when I came to you people in these rooms, that was like the whole thing. Yeah. It was like, I think that that was the craziest thing I've ever seen. That's like way crazier than, you know, like racist or like pornographic zoom bombing, you know, cause that's somebody yeah. who thinks they're being really helpful. <laughs> I have another answer too. It came to mind when you were talking about the bricks is, um, I remember it about like, I don't know. We went fishing, some of us in a meeting and it was like this guy's anniversary and he sang a song and then like three or four other people also sang songs during their share and that was pretty weird yeah you and mrs jones get up to some shit on zoom yeah i feel like she knows every weird ass meeting it's like come on well she was there with me when they were singing and i was like oh i just realized we've been here before because I think that's like an occurrence there that's like, like I don't know the yeah they sing yeah love it. for everybody all right it's me right mm-hmm okay clubhouse or church basement church basement yeah yeah agreed do you want an explanation no I don't think anyone came here to hear you talk I don't feel like I need one. I think it's so self-evident. It's obvious yeah. to me. I would like to hear why. Well, the clubhouse, I feel, well, at least here we have one clubhouse, and it's mostly, like, NA people that go there, which I'm not shitting on NA, but... Um, but immediately I, I understand your response. Yeah. I don't just don't vibe with that, so... Yeah. 
So have church you had, Have you had experiences with other clubhouses, or that's the only one? That's it. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. That's I a had whole, a wild. It's like I'm saying, working my program. <laughs> right. <laughs> Was it uh, somebody that we know who's not in America? I forget exactly who, but I've had people be like, "What is a clubhouse?" Right. Could you describe that to me? It might have been on the show. Well, Millie just know. visited from Australia, and she and I were talking about clubhouses because she was like, "Maybe I should go to a meeting while I'm here." And, and I was like, "If you do." make it a clubhouse you have to experience this i don't think that she wasted her vacation doing that but if you're gonna waste your vacation at least experience that total weird phenomenon it is it is strange it is an odd vibe (laughs) which i say that knowing full well that a lot of people probably uh listening to this are like what the fuck i like i like my clubhouse you know it's like um the difference between somebody who watches Star Trek and somebody who goes to like the area convention, right? Like I like Star Trek and I like AA, but like some people who like live at the clubhouse, they're like, they're the ones who are waiting in line to like take photos with the people who are extras in episode 131, you know, like it's like that. They're right. really into it. There are there are uh, those guys at clubhouses too. These guys who have been around the fellowship for 35 years and just like hanging out at the clubhouse who are like Johnny on the spot to like jump in and correct you about like usually tradition stuff. Well, actually, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, Jesus, dude. <laughs> have you sponsored anyone in 25 years? <laughs> What's the page where they'll have you turn to it and it just says, read this book? I think it's like 112 or... I think it's 112. I remember that... This happens to me so many times. Yeah, only because... Or 108. 112. 112. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Some dude, before the COVID stuff, approached me at our home group and was like... You know, it was the, the big, like... I think you might have been there. I think you were there that night, and he was because because afterwards you were like, oh, I saw I saw that guy go right up to you, and I was like, oh no, or something. But he was just like he was just like full of shit. But he like walked up to me and did the whole spiel of like, yeah, I really think that a guy like you and you know this it was like the whole fucking spiel, um, and it was just like right off the bat, it was just like this this guy's not gonna do anything. <laughs> this person's not gonna do anything. And I'm, my first question is like, okay, well, do you have a book? And so I'm going to have you read up to this and then we can, you can call me tomorrow or whatever. Um, and he was like, yeah. Oh yeah. I love the book. Uh, you, you know, imp- most important page in the book, most important. Pa- and it was that thing. And he was like, Oh, yes. you know, and I opened my book and I was like, <laughs> cool. And, and immediately it was like, I could, I could see the future. And it happened exactly as I thought, thought it was going to happen, which is like, never did anything, never read, <laughs> n- never met with me, nothing. He would come to the meeting and be like, hey, that's my sponsor. I'm like, okay, cool. All right, dude. Great. What a cool dude. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the guys I think of when people are like, how many people are you working with right now? <laughs> I'm like, there's a few I'm actually working with. Hundreds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Uh, okay. You got one more, right? No, I think that's... Well, I do have more, but I think well, that's... I think you asked five and I asked six. Because I went last, uh, right? Right, right, Myth? right, right, right. Um, I think so. I can't house. remember. Yeah, because yeah. the clubhouse, because we were talking about clubhouse yep. bullshit. If you could pick a new word for sponsor, mm. what would that word or term be? Ooh. Can it be two words? Wait, three words. Yeah, yeah. So, guider to God. Ooh. Okay. Lovely. Lovely. I do. To like the that. point, certainly. All right. Bonus question. How would you define the term old timer? Oh, my. <laughs> How would I define it? Like someone who has just not drank one day at a time in a meeting for at least 25 years. All right. Yeah. That's, de that's definitely one way to define it. Cool. What a long time. <laughs> what about a long timer? Did you ever hear that? What's the difference between a long timer and an old timer? I think that long timer is what people say when they're trying to not make someone feel bad about being old. That's the oh. only, like, I think it's like when they're, I'm 87 years young. Like when people say things like that. I think that if you get sober pretty young, you might want to be referred to as a long timer. Right. I know people who have like 20 years, but they're in their, like their 30s. And they probably don't want to be called old. No one, I don't think, wants to be called an old timer, but they probably don't. Maybe those dudes who uh, dress like they're like cartoon train, uh, like railroad conductors, you know, maybe they like being called old timer. <laughs> There's like that certain group of old dude where they wear like, you know, like a, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I have one <laughs> of those like in denim town. Denim overalls and a, and a yeah. denim hat all the time. They're like, punch your ticket. You know, it's like, I think that guy's okay with being called an old timer. I actually think a lot of people want to be called, known and called old timers so i think it's most i think it's almost like a it's reverse. endearing yeah they like it yeah there's like a power like i've been here longer than you yeah. i know more about this than you do right yes bingo and you just burn every share out with back when i got sober that's how you if you're an old timer that's how you have to right. start it out back when i got sober which is really funny now because most of the old timers that do that they got sober in like the self-help treatment center boom of like the 80s or 90s <laughs> and it's like weird flex bro <laughs> weird flex you're just like back when i got sober when people were literally bringing teddy bears into meetings and talking about their inner child for 10 minutes it's just like as if you got sober in like the trenches of world war one or something i will i will inevitably say like there's like eight cliches like back when i got sober um or grateful to be here or i heard a lot of things i needed to hear like or um whatever the things that i'm like i'm not gonna say that in the share and then i always do it's hard not to yeah Thank you so much for that. doing this. Yeah, hopefully it was painless, relatively. It was, yeah. It I definitely was. more of your child. You want to see Frankie? That was obvious. Yeah, I think... Yeah. Frankie, Frankie, come here! I want more of your child. Bring the baby back. 
Bubba. That's me season, baby. All right. Thanks for joining us, Myth. Thanks, guys. That was fun. <laughs> really cool. Thanks for listening.